Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, this is Rick Curry. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 140 for Wednesday, January 15th, 2020. Boom, like the vision. Welcome, onesies. I hope you've had a great week, and I hope you are doing well. This is going to be a bit of a short one, uh, although I, I didn't plan for it to be. I have just had a crazy day and lots still to do with deadlines and appointments and places to be, you know, like a life kind of thing. Um, how are you? Doing good. The, today I'm going to tell you guys about uh, some more of my, uh, you know, me just working on those goals. Still haven't faltered yet um, in terms of what I was planning on doing, if you heard the last episode. Um, I'm also going to ask you guys for some stuff. I'll tell you a couple little things that I did. And, you know, I'm just writing away, getting ready for this uh, this here album I'm recording soon. So without further ado, let's just bang right into it and see if we can get ourselves uh, out of here in time for me to get to my show this evening. Uh, recording it on Tuesday as often, I would say as always, but uh, no, lately I've been uh, been behind with some episodes. So as often, I'm recording on Tuesday evening. It is about seven o'clock. I need to be showered and out the door for eight because I'm doing a spot at Absolute Comedy this evening, again, in preparation for my album. And uh, yeah, so in terms of my vegetarian goal, I have been thinking a lot about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And just... You know, when you're, when you're thinking, Hey, you know, I, I don't think if, if I'm one vegetarian, I plan on not, that's the thing with me is too. So when I set a goal and some of you may laugh this to my friends who know me, cause there's been things where I've tried before, but I mean, like when I get into my head that, Hey, I'm going to do this, I'm pretty good at actually accomplishing it. Like I, I'll give you an example, right? You guys are like, ah, Josh, you said you're going to go to the gym. You said you're going to eat better and all this stuff and cook meals at home and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I know I've said that and I've never really put a plan of action. It's just one of those like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Right. I can do that. It'll be fine. You know? There have been times in my life where I have set a goal and I have stuck to it. So for example, I uh, quit smoking when I was 18. I was at a point in my life where I was smoking uh, a pack a day. And when I quit, it was actually cheaper to smoke than it was to be on the patch. Now the patch is infinitely cheaper than smoking. Um, by the time, yeah, it was more expensive to, to stop smoking. And I remember... I started smoking when I was like 11 or 12 in junior high school. I don't remember what ages people are, um, but I smoked for a couple, I think maybe a year or so. And I remember my mom didn't know I smoked and my mom was never a smoker. My mom's been pretty cool over the course of my life. Like we were always allowed to swear in the house because my mom swore and she was always like, well, I'm not going to tell you not to do something I'm doing. So she was very like, my mom tried to not be a hypocrite. So, but she wasn't a smoker. And that was one of the things she was like, don't smoke. Uh, you know, I don't smoke and I'm telling you it's bad for you. It can't, it's a lot of money. It's going to kill you. So I remember like, I felt awful about hiding this fact from my mom. And you know what? She may have known. She may not have. Um, and to be honest with you, if I asked her now, I don't even know if she'd be able to recollect the, the, the time I barely can. Um, but, uh, I just remember one night feeling really bad to, her. I was talking to my mom in the kitchen. I was like, uh, 
It was actually, she was in the bathroom. She wasn't on the shit or anything, but she was, she was in the bathroom. <coughs> and the conversation was like, I was just like, mom, I, I just wanted to tell you that I, I used to smoke and I, I'm really like ashamed of it or whatever. And here's the thing. I'd smoked a cigarette that day, but I was like, but I, I, I want, you to know, I quit and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to smoke again or whatever. And she was like, well, I appreciate you telling me and I'm disappointed, but you know, if you're done smoking, like I'm, I'm glad you told me and I'm glad you feel comfortable telling me whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so at that point I had actually quit. That was when I was younger. And then in high school, I picked it back up again. And at, at and then at one point my mom uh, knew. So I think I smoked for like two or three years. And, uh, and the thing is once she knew and like, she, she wasn't in love with the idea, but it's like, she knows and it's a thing I'm doing. It's kind of like, well, <clears throat> what can you do? You know? So I guess I felt less less embarrassed and less like, oh, I got to quit because I'm like, well, she, she knows there's no, like she finds out and has a, you know, I was really, it's funny. I've been very codependent my whole life. And it's like <clears throat> the thought of hurting myself, like I'm willing to hurt myself often, but the idea of like hurting other people really upsets me. Um, you know what I mean? Like a people pleaser anyways. Um, so when I quit in high school or just after high school, I apologize. I was 18 when I quit. Um, uh, I had, I went on the patch. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on the patch. It's going to be, you know, I, I remember it was like 45 bucks and it cost five. So it was, about, it was just about, I think maybe it was 50 bucks, or whatever. Anyways, either way, it was like, I remember being like a dollar or two more than smoking because I'd smoke a pack a day, pack of cigarettes was five bucks at the time. And so the patch was like 45. So it was like, yeah, I think it was 45. Cause I'm like, yeah, it would cost me 35 bucks a week to smoke or I would get seven patches for 45. So it was, it was more expensive to smoke. And I remember I'm like, well, I can't really afford $45 a week. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, what I'll do. I mean, it sounds stupid because you're like, you're smoking, but I was like, yeah, 45 bucks. It's outside of the budget I have. It's an extra $40 a month overall. So I'm, I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm going to go three days on the patch and then I'll skip a day and then I'll put a patch back on and then I'll skip a day. Like, you know what I mean? I'll go three on and then one day on one day off and I'll stretch it out that way. <coughs> And the first three days I had it on, I didn't go anywhere near cigarettes because I was like, it says right on the pack, you know, Hey, if you got, uh, you know, if you, if you smoke well on the patch, you could have a heart attack from an overdose of nicotine or whatever. And I'm such a hypochondriac. I was like, Oh, I won't do that. Then I don't want to risk killing myself. You know, you'll kill yourself slowly with food and cigarettes, but you know, when I, you don't want to do that instantly, you know, if I could, if it could happen today, I don't want to do that. Right. So. I remember, uh, and those three days were like insane. Like there was, there was house parties going on. It was Canada day. Like there was so much cigarette smoking around me that I was just like, uh, uh. but I remember like I was drinking, I was, you know, I think I even smoked some pot, uh, other fixations. And I'll tell you this guys, I put on a fuck load of weight when I stopped smoking. Like it's an appetite suppressant. I remember just a lot of my weight gain was after I quit smoking. Um, so, you know, to, to give incentive to anyone who's looking to quit smoking, you want to be a fat fuck. You keep that cigarette burning in your mouth. No, I'm just, all, all I was trying to illustrate was, sorry, I didn't even finish telling the story. Um, I remember day four. Okay. Day four was the first day that I was not on the, not on the patch. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, it's like, well, you can smoke today because you don't have the patch on. And it wasn't like that was my goal. Hey, you should smoke. I just mean like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you could smoke, but you just went three days without a cigarette, three full days without a cigarette, which is something you haven't done in the last like three or four years. So if you throw that away, like if you have a cigarette, you're throwing away that accomplishment. 
You know what I mean? And it sounds so funny because I remember just thinking like, you didn't quit. You just stopped. If that's all it was, you just stopped for three days or whatever. And I remember I never put on another patch and I just sort of kept that mentality of just like, you haven't smoked, you know? So keep going with that, you know, and it was like a week, two weeks, a month. And in time, you're like, there's still lots of times you're like, fuck, man, I'd really like that cigarette right now. Like <clears throat> in that first year or two, excuse me. And I remember I was being, uh, I was doing electrical at the time. So, I mean, I'd be on a job site. I'd be having a, a tough day working hard, whatever. And you just look outside and there's like two other guys from the crew. You know what I mean? Like maybe the contractor or something outside having a cigarette. And you're like, oh, fuck, that would be really nice right about now. But all that goes away. And then in, like in time, and I don't mean in time, like years and years, but like after the, in the initial, you know, um, what is it? I guess like the, the nicotine gets out of your system or whatever it is. The cigarette smoke smell actually starts to turn your stomach. Like it's, it's like when you smell booze after, you know, when you're hungover, you, you'd get shit faced the night before throwing up and then just the smell of booze makes your stomach turn. It's like that. So uh, I just remember being like, okay, well, I, I, and I've never cheated guys. I have never once since had a puff of a cigarette because the way I look at it. And, and even there's even times where my buddy Jimmy would, would, you know, have me a smoke. He was like, it's been a long time. You can just, you can just take a puff right now if you want. And he, I don't think he was trying to push it on me. He was just trying to challenge that. You know, I think he was just trying to see if I would actually just, just do whatever. Cause, but in my mentality it was like, no, if I take a puff right now, I didn't quit smoking. I just stopped for X amount of time. So for what it's worth, a younger, way more ignorant and whatever Josh Williams was, was capable of, of doing that quitting. And it's my, and I'm 36 now, which means I quit. I quit. I was 18 when I quit and I'm, I've quit for 18 years. Um, where does the time go? But apparently like, I think all of the effects of smoking are like gone from your system after like 15 years, or maybe it was 18 years or something like that. Well, we've got the internet in front of us. Why not just ask the interweb? How long? Hold on. Let's see if Siri will find it faster. Hey, Siri, how long do the effects of cigarette smoking last on your lungs? Okay. I found this on the web for how long do the effects of cigarette smoking last on your lungs? Check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. <clears throat> cigarette smoking is one of the leading causes of preventable death in the United States, but quitting can be daunting. Many fear it will take a long time to see improvements in health and well-being, but the timeline for seeing real benefits is faster than most people realize. I feel like this is going to be bullshit. Uh, health benefits begin in as little as an hour after the cigarette and continue to improve. Well, for fuck's sake, smokers cough, of course. Body trying to heal itself. Stay in the know. Get our feely. Fuck you. Uh, fast facts on quitting smoking. Here's some key points about smoking cessation. More details and supporting information in the main article. Well, I thought I was reading the main article. Quitting smoking means breaking the cycle of addiction to be six. Oh, for fuck's sakes. All right, here it is. The benefits are almost instant. As soon as a person stops smoking, their body begins to recover in the following ways. After one hour, in as little as 20 minutes after the last cigarette is smoked, the heart rate drops and return to normal. Blood pressure begins to drop and circulation may start to improve. After 12 hours, cigarettes contain, you know what I was going to say? Oh, after 12 hours, one day. Fuck, I'm stupid. Uh, cigarettes contain a lot of toxins including carbon monoxide, a gas present in cigarette smoke. The gas can be harmful or fatal in high doses and prevents oxygen from entering the lungs and blood. When inhaled in large doses in a short time, suffocation can occur from lack of, ox bleh, lack of oxygen. After 12 hours without a cigarette, the body cleanses itself of the excess carbon monoxide from the cigarettes. The carbon monoxide level returns to normal, increasing the body's oxygen levels. After one day, just one day after quitting smoking, the risk of heart attack begins to decrease. Well, of course, smoking raises the risk of develop 
uh, developing coronary heart disease by lowering good cholesterol, which makes heart healthy exercise harder to do. Smoking also raises blood pressure and increases blood clots, increasing the risk of stroke. In as little as one day after quitting smoking, a person's blood pressure begins to drop, decreasing the risk of heart attack. Yeah, 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 two days, three days, one month. All right. <clears throat> I'm skipping to the one month, one to three months, nine months thing. How far does it go? After one year, five years, 10 years, 15 years, after 20 years, 20 years. Fuck you. I thought I was past the hump. Okay. After one month, uh, in as little as one month, the person's lung function begins to improve as the lungs heal and lung capacity improves. Former smokers may notice less coughing and shortness of breath. Athletic endurance increases and former smokers may notice a renewed ability for cardiovascular activities such as running and jumping. One to three months, one sentence. For the next several months after quitting, circulation continues to improve. Beh, continues to improve. I would think that that's case by case. Um, after, I would certainly imagine all the rest of the things in your diet, like diabetes and things like that. Go fuck yourself, stupid medical news today. After nine months, nine months after quitting, the lungs have significantly healed themselves. The delicate hair-like structures inside the lungs, known as cilia, uh, have recovered from the toll cigarette smoke took on them. These structures help push mucus out of the lungs and help fight infections. Around this time, many former smokers notice a decrease in the frequency of lung infections because their healed cilia can do their job more easily. After one year, one year after quitting smoking, a person's risk for coronary heart disease decreases by half. The risk will continue to drop past the one-year mark. After five years, cigarettes contain many known toxins that cause the arteries and blood vessels to narrow. These same toxins are increased... Sorry, also increase the likelihood of developing blood clots. After five years without smoking, the body has healed itself enough for the arteries and blood vessels to be widened again. <laughs> the widening means the blood is less likely to clot, lowering the risk of stroke. The risk of stroke will continue to reduce over the next 10 years as the body heals more and more. <laughs> uh, what accent should I do next? After 10 years. After 10 years, a person's chances of developing lung cancer and dying from it are roughly cut in half compared with someone who continues to smoke. The likelihood of developing mouth, throat, or pancreatic cancer has significantly reduced. Ah, ah, ah. I don't know why I went with the count. After 15 years, there's the last two. After 15 years, I like this whole pancreatic cancer. There's many other things I could do. Like I, I, I want to know what your body heals and that's it. Not like your risks and shit. After 15 years of having quit smoking, the likelihood of developing coronary heart disease is the equivalent of a non-smoker. The equivalent, you know, you are, you've been a non-smoker for 15 years. Similarly, the risk of developing pancreatic cancer has reduced to the same level as a non-smoker. After 20 years. The risk of death from smoke, smoking-related causes, including both lung disease and cancer, drops to the level of a person who has never smoked in their life. Also, the risk of developing pancreatic cancer has reduced to that of someone who has never smoked. <clears throat> so it sounds like it's 20 years, right, of, of being smoke-free. So I'm on the home stretch, right? I'm going to be that uh, maybe next year or whatever. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, and doing a show. Sorry, I got to keep fucking answering texts too. Um, yeah, so there we go. That was a long, boring piece of shit read. Um, 20 years seems to be the uh, short answer. But all I'm saying is I'm, I'm at a point where, you know, I did that. And now I'm, I'm going for this vegetarian thing. Okay, that was that was my point. I'm going to stick to it because I am capable of fucking doing things like that. I tell stories every now and again. Some people go, yeah, that was, you know, I'm glad you told that story. I didn't know that about you. Well, I hope you guys are happy about that one. This is also supposed to be a short episode. And I just had a fucking 10 minute bullshit story to it. So, um, 
I have an idea for for uh, this vegetarian thing, um, you know, and quitting meat. I believe it's something that will make me more accountable. And I've actually started making phone calls and sending emails because I see the potential for either a web series or an actual television show um, from it. So, and I think that that's going to make me more accountable because if I do a TV show or a web series where I'm telling the world, Hey, look, I'm quitting meat forever and blah, 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 blah. I can't tell you guys that idea right now. Unfortunately, it's just the, the nature of shit. It's too easy for ideas to be stolen. So until I get a pitch and a green light and something like that, um, it'll have to stay something that maybe I tell you across the table while we're having a drink or whatever. But, uh, yeah, uh, in terms of broadcasting it live, sorry, keeping it close to the chest, but you can help me guys. You can help me with this project, um, by doing something very, 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 very simple. Send me your top 10 list of like meat meals. Okay. Like uh, a bucket list, if you will, for meat meals. Okay. And I don't need, I don't need uh, locations. If you want to send locations, just put them separate of the actual thing itself. You know, because if you, if you were to say McDonald's, like I wouldn't know if you meant filet fish or hamburgers or Big Macs, or whatever. And I, and I don't, don't, I really wouldn't suggest that. So if you were going to have like a, like a, a tour of the last meats, you know, what would, what would you, where would you, you know, what would the meats be? Would it be, you know, you'd have to have one last hot dog. Would you have to have one last taco, one last cheeseburger, one last steak, one last lobster. I want send me and no, it doesn't have to be in any particular order, but just contact at one man podcast.com. Send me your top 10 or 12 or whatever you want. Last meals, uh, of meat. You know what I mean? Like, like the type of food. All right. Cause I'm there's, I know that there's stuff that I'm not thinking of, you know, someone could be like, Oh, you know, like for example, Philly cheesesteak, you know what I mean? I've never had one, but fuck it. If I'm never going to eat meat again, man, I'd, I'd probably really like to have a Philly cheesesteak to try that out. Right. You got to have a, a smoked meat sandwich, Montreal smoked meat sandwich, you know, got to have one last bacon cheeseburger. You got to have one last fucking thing of fried chicken. Like send me your list of if you were swearing off meat where you would do that. I, I cannot tell you how much it helps me. It, it should only take you know, a few minutes, maybe just open a notepad on your phone. And as you think of it, just bang one in there. And then when you get to 10, just fire me an email, but it, it, it I can't tell you how much it helps me. Uh, cause you guys will be crowdsourcing and helping out with, uh, with some of this project. And of course, the more, the sooner I can get it greenlit, the sooner I can talk to you guys about it. And I would love to, you know, give y'all shout outs for, for all your help. So please your top 10, like meat meals, right? Like it could be fajitas, you know, like beef fajitas or chicken fajitas. It could be, you know, fish tacos or, or just tacos in general, but, but meals you can think of ribs, right? Ribs or, or steak or fucking, you know what I mean? Brisket, like what, whatever it is that, that would be, you know, you know, pork chops or something. I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, uh, hit me with it. I would love to, to hear that. Um, I did a podcast with my buddy, Sebastian Bourgeau. He came in all the way from uh, Montreal to record a podcast with me. And it was actually really good. Like he was really inspiring. He's, he's great energy. Uh, great dude. The podcast is called no BS with SB. Uh, Sebastian Bourgeau, of course, his initials. Um, I don't know when the episode comes out. I I'm in touch with him. So he told me he'll let me know as soon as it comes out and I will pass that information along to you guys. So um, uh, really looking forward for you guys to see that because it's not my podcast. It's a video podcast. You'll see it on, uh, on YouTube or other places, but I'm looking forward to, uh, to sharing that with you guys. I had a really good time and it kind of gave me a little bit of a, a little bit of a kick in the ass jump start, and more excited about, uh, you know, this whole comedy thing. So, um, 
I had a great time. A great time. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Um, I was writing in coffee shops too. I've been, I've been actually getting out and doing the writing for this. It's fucking hard, man. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard to just stare at a blank page or, or, or the, the cursor flickering on the screen, trying to just, I don't write like I talk. I write differently than I talk. So when I'm on stage talking something out, it's different than when I'm, um, you know, trying to write something down. Cause I write emails and things like that. And I try to you know, I try to sound professional. I use, I use different vernacular when I'm, when I'm writing versus when I'm actually talking. So it's hard for me to write the way I talk. It's more like, I mean, if I'm just doing a point form idea, I can write it out right. Like how I'd say it. But then when I try to take all these little ideas and structure them, cause I got a big long bit that I'm working on right now. And it's kind of like what part of the story should come first and what things should I say? And when I'm writing, I write differently. I, I write in a way that is not me talking and it's making things difficult. I did, a. But I, like I said, I was being banging out in these coffee shops. I actually was at a coffee shop, uh, Sunday night and I was there till close. And as I, as I was getting ready to leave, I mean, I, I, uh, walked up with my half drunk coffee and I just said, Hey, like uh, any chance I can get you guys to top this up for me, if you don't mind, I'm like, I'm, you know, just if the coffee's going to go down the sink in five minutes, you know, do you, do you, would you guys mind filling it up? And they're like, they're like, yeah, sure. Sure. No problem. And as if I go, thanks so much guys. I really kind of appreciate that. You know, um, I just don't like wasting whatever. And they're like, yeah, did you want some like pastries or cookies or something? And I was like, I'm sorry. And they're like, they're like, yeah, we're just going to throw some of these out. So like, if you want, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm a fat guy. I will happily, happily eat. Um, you know, I will happily eat those, those, those pastries. If there's any you want to give me, I'm, I'm more than happy. And they're like, yeah, and they bring these two giant fucking trays over. I, I'm only not saying where this was, not because I'm, I'm ungrateful, but because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. And I also don't want people to start showing up at these places at closing, expecting to, to clean them out of their free stuff. But they sent me home with a, with a paper bag filled with fucking goodies, which I left out for the roommates. I had a couple, but I left some out for the roommates too, because there's no way I could eat. Like they sent me all these, here's a lemon loaf slices and cookies and scones and muffins and all sorts of stuff. <clears throat> and, uh, and I was like, guys, this is, this is amazing. This is so kind of you. Thank you so much. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want any more? I'm like, no, this is, I go, I already can't tell you the level of like greedy this feels, but I'm like, that's so, so nice. So, you know, shout out to those two gentlemen who will remain nameless, but are, but are very, very kind. It was a cool little thing. Honestly, I felt like it was the universe rewarding me for actually going out and writing for a change. So that was a sweet little thing. And then last night I did a spot at absolute comedy. Again, I went out writing during the day and uh, I was at a Starbucks and uh, the chairs that they had, like, it was funny. Cause like the comfortable chairs are right next to the tiny little round tables, um, which, where I can't fit my laptop and my notepad on the same table. And then the ones with the big tables, have got these tiny little metal square stools that are so uncomfortable. So I was sitting at one of them for about 15 minutes and then I had to pack up and go to absolute comedy across the street. And I started writing there for a bit, but there was, you know, one guy was vacuuming the, the room. So he was chatting with me and it was kind of hard to stay focused. And then when he was finally done that, other people were showing up and they were kind of coming over to say what's up. And before I knew it, like I'm sitting at this table, there's like six comics with me and it's great visiting with everybody, but it was so not conductive or sorry, conductive, conducive. I'm saying that like I was reading the word off the paper. I'm not, it was not conducive. How do you read a word in your own brain wrong that you know? Um, it was not conducive to, to writing. So um, I ended up doing a spot. Absolutely. I wasn't scheduled to it, but I was there and they were doing the open mic days. I was like, yeah, can you guys, can you guys get me on the show? You know, I'd love it if, uh, if I get a spot on, I'm working on some shit and they were, they were good. You know, the show that uh, I created, I was able to get a spot on What do you know, um, no, they were great. So I, uh, I did a spot last night, although I was trying, I had some plans with the family, 
uh, my mom and my dad uh, in the evening and I already put them off to do this spot. So I was like, yeah, just put me on first. I'll, I'll do my spot. I'll get the fuck out of here. Um, unfortunately though, um, the crowd was a little bit rowdy. They weren't horrible, but they were a little bit rowdy. Uh, the material I wanted to do was more, I would say not necessarily geared towards a young group, but I did like maybe a few minutes of crowd work. Uh, regarding my subject off the top to sort of get them on to, to pay attention. And then I was halfway through the joke when my time was up. So, um, I was speeding through it. I wasn't selling it the way I'd like to. I mean, I'm not really making excuses. All I know is that, uh, wasn't happy with how it went. Wasn't happy with how it went. And instead of being like, I worked hard and I'm going to, I'm going to start delivering these jokes. I was like, no, that sucked. Now I'm, now I'm doubting the joke. But, um, in, uh, eight minutes, according to, to my clock, I should be getting off this, going to jump in the shower and then head back to absolute comedy for a little bit, a little bit longer spot and to try to work out this joke again this evening. So, um, I will be doing that. I'm looking forward, uh, looking forward to that. That's been my week so far. It's been sort of the writing. Um, I spent a little bit of time, uh, with like my folks, like I said, but we didn't do much. We just sort of hung out. Um, I, uh, been playing little bouts of, uh, video games here and there, just sticking around with red dead. Um, I'll tell you this. I don't know if anyone gives a shit, but I, I know that, that Chris who listens, red, who listens, some other, my other friends, they're, they're, you know, gamers. I know my buddy cam and, uh, and some other people might not necessarily be gamers, but I'll tell you this story. Uh, red dead. Everyone's talking about, you can Google, just Google red dead redemption. You can watch a trailer. You can watch gameplay stuff on, on YouTube. If you're curious, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's a very, very vast game, very, very wide open. And one of the things with, with red dead is it's got a close to 200 different species of animals in it. And, uh, and gaming consoles have these things called either trophies or achievements. So certain things in the game you can do that are not necessary to the story or whatever, but if you do them, you get a little trophy and your trophies are visible to all the other friends and stuff you have on the, the consoles. Definitely something that fucked up my, my psyche <laughs> and, uh, and at times my relationship was just like this whole need to like complete a game. So if it's got trophies, you got to do everything in the game to complete all the trophies. And, uh, one of the trophies was to, um, to skin every animal in the game. Now, that sounds horrible if you don't know what the game is, but you're surviving an old frontier time. So, you know, killing a bison and slicing its skin off and <clears throat> harvesting its meat. That was a uh, part of survival, you know, and you need the skins to craft things. So, um, one of the trophies of the game was to, uh, study every animal. So when you see animals in the wild, you kind of pull out your binoculars and you study them first to see what they are. And then if you're able to kill one, then you can skin it and harvest its, you know, pelt and, and goods and stuff. Well, I spent a long time just, again, this is like thoughtless stuff. I'd have my, I had my notepad beside me. I'd have a podcast playing in the background <clears throat> and I'd just be running around trying to find the animals on this list. Every animal in game effectively, but I had a little list. I'm very organized. I had a list beside me and I got to a point where I had killed and studied every animal in the game shy of, uh, the Florida Panther and the regular Panther. And, uh, yeah, if you know anything about video games, uh, certain things spawn, they call it where it's like, you know, an animal will generate in an area, there's several, in this game, there's several animals that generate in, in several areas, but there's certain areas of the map where certain things spawn, you know, uh, panthers spawn in the forest. They don't spawn in the desert, but there's only certain areas where the panther spawns. And I spent a, a long time trying to find one hours and hours. And at one point I remember thinking, you know what? I've played this game over the last year more than a year. And I don't recall ever seeing more than one Panther, you know, and I'm watching YouTube videos trying to figure out where the hell are the Panthers? How do I get a Panther to come? And everyone's like, yeah, you just run, you just run into the area every now and again. And then a Panther will spawn and attack you. And I'm like, I've run through this area a hundred times and I've never once been attacked. So I got to this point where I'm like, I've, I've 
I've never seen one of these. And the other area was supposed to come in. I'm like, I've spent hours and hours there and I've never seen one. So I was like, I spent like a whole day and I'm like, you know what? I think this, I think there's a bug in the game and the Panthers just are not spawning for me. Like, uh, it's just, it's just not there. So I'm like this whole trophy that I'm going after is just never going to be achievable because of the fact that I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to see one. So I was, I, every day I put it on for like an hour and I run between the spots, just hoping for something. And the other day I was on and I happened to be on the phone with my dad, just shooting the shit. And I ran into this area and I saw a little red dot on my map, which usually means like a predator or something that's going to hurt you. And I was like, it's not a snake. I'm way too far away for it to be a snake. I'm like, oh my God. And then the, the, it came charging out of the, the, the trees at me. I'm like, oh, a panther, I'm so happy. And then I shot it with an arrow and, uh, and then I studied it and skinned. It was the Florida Panther. And so I finished one of the two trophies, which is the, uh, skin deep it's called where you have to skin every animal in the game. However, um, I have to find a, uh, another Panther. Cause the first, first Panther that I, that I killed, I skinned it but I never studied it first. So I, um, I've, I've gone on a couple times since and run around in the areas and, uh, and done everything the internet tells me to do and still no regular Panther. But, um, at least one of the two achievements was, was, uh, acquired. Cause I was just like, oh, as if I found, uh, close to 200 other animals. And the one that I waited to do last, because I knew I was gonna have to lure it out. I was like, didn't even realize like, maybe check that one first in case it's just never going to spawn. And then you don't have to do all this other shit. But you know, it gave me, it gave me hope that I may see a panther at some time, you know, you're never gonna see no unicorns, but there'll be green alligators and long neckies. Hey, some humpty back camels and some chimpanzees. Anyways, you're never gonna see no panther in Red Dead. Um, yeah. So that was something else I wasted my life doing this week. But aside from that, guys, I am just, I'm just gearing up for this album. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hop in the shower soon. I will just give you some, there's no, uh, DK is still an active sponsor with me. I just haven't, uh, like I, I brought some DK books with me when I was at the coffee shop to literally, literally, I hate using that kind of stuff. I want to, I want to purge that from my system to instead of like getting bored and going, well, I better pack up and go home. Cause that's what happens sometimes when I'm writing and I just can't stay in the zone. I was like, you know what? I'll bring a book. I will, I will read it for 30 minutes just to give myself a break. And then I'll go back to the other thing. And I, I was reading some DK books. Um, I haven't finished one or haven't even gotten close enough to, to finishing one to be able to give it a fair review. So I will not be doing one this week, but, uh, they'll be coming back in the near future. Um, so I will just say that, like I said, I'm, I'm finishing this podcast. I'm going to go, uh, shower, head on down to absolute comedy to do my spot. Um, I would like to say that I am at absolute comedy Kingston this week, headlining starting as early as tomorrow night or tonight. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this on, on front on Wednesday, um, I am there from January 15th to the 18th. So that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this week headlining. I'll be there with Logan Avery Cooper and Tim Riel, uh, two buddies of mine from Ottawa. We're gonna bring some, uh, board games and stuff, but I'm gonna try to spend the days working on the act. And then after the shows, come back, hang out with the boys, play some board games, enjoy our lives. Um, and then next week. January 21st through 26th, I am headlining my hometown club at Ottawa, Absolute Comedy. Uh, the 21st through 26th, as I said, my album recording is on the 24th and 25th. That is the Friday and Saturday night shows of that week. So again, I'm there the whole week, all right, Tuesday through Sunday, but the nights I'm recording my album are the 24th and 25th. I'm really looking forward to having you guys there. I've got a lot of people who are saying that they're coming. I, I really can't wait to have you. Um, what I would say is if you want to see one of the better shows, reserve the Friday early show. So here's what you do. Go to absolutecomedy.ca. You can reserve shows for the Kingston club, the Ottawa club. If you have a show in Toronto, you want to see all those things can be reserved from the, uh, the website, absolutecomedy.ca. You pick the show you want, you make your reservations, or you can call 
call the club 613-233-8000. Again, one of the biggest things you can do to help me in my comedy career, guys, is to come out and see me when I'm when I'm performing at the club. It just builds value for me to them, all right? They see that when I'm booked people come out, makes them want to book me more, makes them want to recommend me, makes them want to kind of cut me in on uh, deals and pay me a little more at times too. So, uh, that's, that's what I got going on. Um, 30 minutes we did. So that's, that's not too bad. It's a half podcast and I give you more guys. Obviously I'm able to run my mouth tonight with ease, but I, uh, I just got to get my ass in gear, get to the show. So, um, please, uh, check, you know, keep listening. I I really do appreciate you guys being there. Uh, we're going to try to do this podcast with good energy. Uh, I'm going to have some great stories for you guys coming in the near future. Um, make your reservations, absolutecomedy.ca 613-233-8000 in Ottawa, or just go to the, the website for shows at any of the clubs. Um, send me your lists. All right. Your top 10 favorite meals made with meat. All right. Your, your, your hamburgers, your pork chops, your ribs, your, your fried chicken, you know, whatever the hell it is. Uh, what are some meats that I'm not giving club fish and chips, like whatever it is, you send me your top 10. I'd love to know. Even it can be specific stuff, you know, Philly cheese steaks. It can be, uh, what's another thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Fuck tuna fish sandwiches. I don't know. Just whatever, whatever your meats are, you know, a lobster, a crab dish, fucking, I don't know. Scallops. Is that a thing? Shrimp, whatever your meats are, you're, you're, you got a, you got a, a bucket list of food. You know, what, what is it? I I need to know. All right. Um, thanks for being there guys. I will chat with you next week and, uh, and let you know how the, uh, the shows in Kingston go next episode will be the last one before my special or uh, my album recording. So, uh, pressure's on. I feel the, the tension and, uh, and I'll share it with you guys along the way. Talk to you soon. Thank you.